Hello everyone and welcome to the Talk Music Podcast, where we chat everything and anything related to the world of music and occasionally focus on topics a little bit unrelated. My name is Scott Kerry, I am a drummer turned comedy singer-songwriter and apparently now a podcaster. You're going to hear me chat to many different people, but more often than not, it will be fellow musicians having conversations about their careers and lives within, arguably, the greatest art form in the world. And you get this for free each and every week on scottcowie.com, on Stitcher Radio, and now on iTunes. So please rate, review, subscribe, tell a friend, let them know what's going on over here. But for now, enjoy the show. Guest this week on the podcast, Tommy Emmanuel. Part two, shall we say. Tommy makes his return on the Talk Music podcast. We had him on a few months back. The reaction was tremendous. So we have the perfect excuse to bring him back on the lead up to his UK tour. It's going to be absolutely amazing. It starts on the 13th of January. And of course, for all you Scottish fans, he is playing at the Royal Concert Hall on the 19th of January. I'll be there. It's going to be fantastic watching Tommy's amazing set. One of the most entertaining acts in the world, let alone one of the best guitar players, of course. Now, can you believe we are nearly a year old talk music podcast? Our very first guest, Glenn Matlock, followed on by Huey Morgan, and then it was Sandy Tom the week later from Recollection. Since then, we went on to speak to the likes of Julian Lennon, Stuart Copeland. The list goes on. It's been absolutely amazing. And tremendous reaction, too, to our last episode with Tanya O'Callaghan, my old pal over there in Ireland, a tremendous bass player with a very, very bright future. That's the great thing about the talk music podcast. You log on or it comes directly to your phone if you have subscribed on iTunes and sometimes it'll be a musician very very well known to you and other times you'll be thinking who in the heck is this and some of you brilliant reaction email me tweeting me all about Tanya O'Callaghan and she has got a very bright future ahead of her as I said Tommy Emanuel's coming up on the podcast be sure to check out TommyEmanuel.com great videos up there and the tour dates in detail. It's going to be a good one. Okay, I am back on the Talk Music Podcast with Mr. Tommy Emanuel. How are we, Tommy? It's rough, Jimmy. I'm good. <laughs> I love good. that I love that Scottish accent. It's excellent. Well, the funny thing is, at the moment I'm around a Scotsman, I start saying great stuff and all that bit, you know. Uh, I have a lot of friends, uh, especially from the Glasgow area. And you'll need to get used to uh, all those Scottish expressions because, of course, you've got a UK tour coming up. You're looking forward to it? Oh, very much, very much. I don't play in the UK that often, every two years or something. Um, but th- this time, the, the show in Glasgow is part of Celtic Connections, which is a fantastic event and so much uh, good music from all over the world there. So I'm very honoured to be a part of that. Now we're obviously just, it's a, it's a brand new year, but give us some of the highlights of 2014, Tommy, you had a fantastic year, you were everywhere, what's some of the highlights? Oh, oh. well I, the year started great, the first thing I did in the new year, I went out and jammed with a, a fellow guitar player here in Nashville by the name of Jack Pearson and uh, we played some blues and he sang some southern rock songs and that was a great way to kick off the, the, the new year. Uh, and, and I did a tour of California and, and uh, you know, the west, the west coast of the United States. Uh, and then we went down to Florida, 
that was really wonderful because it was freezing everywhere else and beautiful and warm down there. And uh, let's see, uh, I then went to Italy. I, I spent a good two weeks in Russia, uh, which was fantastic because we went to some places that I never played before. And I'm doing the same thing this year. I'm, I'm starting in Vladivostok, which is the furthest um, eastern point that you can go. And so this is going to be, these, these are places that don't get much entertainment. So um, there's a lot of cities over there. I mean, it takes you 10 hours to fly to Vladivostok from Frankfurt. You know, that's, that's a long way. So uh, this is going to be an amazing year. There's, there's so much good stuff planned. I've got a new album coming out. Uh, I'm trying to finish a project that I've started with uh, uh, my friend John Knowles, who's a great guitar player. Um, and uh, uh, what else have I got? I've got a, an album of kind of Django Reinhardt music uh, with an Australian fiddle player who plays like Stefan Grappelli. Um, and uh, we recorded, every time I came to Australia, we just go into the studio and jam on some tunes. And we ended up with enough material for an album after about 10 years. <laughs> so that's how, that's finally coming out this year. So uh, I, I'm starting my own label this year. So I'll be looking for young players to, to uh, uh, sign up and to uh, produce and to get them going. Wow, that's very interesting indeed. We've got a lot in reaction mm. online for the interview today. We've got tons of Twitter questions coming up, coupled really? with Facebook. Yeah, absolutely. You mentioned oh, fantastic. You, men you. you mentioned um, fiddle players. One yeah. person that you got to jam with when you were in Shetland um, a couple of months back when you were with Martin Taylor, Nora Germain, yeah. um, who's a, a brilliant young violin uh, violin yeah. player from from Los Angeles. Give us your thoughts on, on Nora. Isn't I mean she's she's one of a kind, really, isn't she? Oh, she's, she's fantastic. Um, and I met her uh, in um, Malibu. Uh, she came down to see Martin and uh, uh, came backstage and everything, and Martin introduced me to her. I thought she was a, such a cool lady. And, uh, and then, of course, I got to see her play, and wow, she's, she's got a great future, that lady. She really does. She's got a lot, a lot of styles together. Absolutely, it's quite scary how somebody so young plays so maturely, you know. Yeah. Oh yeah, and Shetlands was was what a great experience it was. Um, and you know, it's typical of Martin Taylor to do that to to bring me to somewhere that would enrich my life. You know, he does that stuff for me all the time, and uh, that's the kind of friend he is and the kind of person he he attracts that kind of stuff into his life all the time. And uh, that's why I call him the governor, because he's, you know, he's like, uh, he knows so many people and, and is so well connected. But I mean, I just love playing with him full stop. He's, he's a joy to play with. Oh, the two of you together are absolutely incredible. Now, you've been kind enough to, to bring a, a guitar um, with you today. Yeah. Now, um, we got you playing a lot the last time, which was great. Yeah, um, one of what the, did I play last time? I've you, forgotten. You played Windy and Warm, you gave us the Beatles medley, you gave us a bunch of different things. Ah. But I've listed it. I, I listened to the to the podcast this morning, and um, I've got yeah, a bunch yeah. of a bunch of songs that you we didn't get around to playing the last time. One of the songs right. of yours that I would love to hear you play and give give a, a, a bit of an explanation as to how it came about is a song, mm. "The Bug." I, I love this track. Tell us how you, oh, you wrote that. Well, the bug is the nickname of my wife, 
and uh, her sister called her the bug when, when she was little. And uh, it just seemed to stick with her. You know, so our, we're expecting a baby any moment, and uh, she's already the bugette. <laughs> and uh, her car is a bugmobile, you know. So, you know, it, it's just one of those nicknames. But um, uh, I, I had written the song... Uh, I had written the song and, and was looking for the right title for it. And... Um, the bug just seemed to fit so well. constructed it, it doesn't resolve until right at the end each time it comes to the end of a verse it, it goes to the right so you've got the until the end, you know, and then I do that, I do that little blues. <laughs> yeah, it's like Absolutely brilliant. Now, you make it look so easy when you're playing the guitar live. I watched so much of your clips on YouTube. Of course, I'm coming to the, the Glasgow show. But is there any song mm. that you find really challenging? You get a bit nervous before you play? Is it all second nature? What are your thoughts? Now, it, every song is challenging um, to try and play well. Um, so much of it depends on your state of mind. If you're relaxed and you practiced and you're confident, then you can enjoy it. If you're struggling with it, then that's how it's going to be. You're going to you're going to you're going to have to have all your brain power together 
to to get through it you know if i'm uh, in good good shape you know I, i've had rest uh i'm well prepared i'm i'm uh, happy about my sound uh, my strings are good and i know i'm really in tune and all that sort of stuff then i tend to just let it fly you know but if if i'm tired or whatever i've got to push myself you know, I've got to start pushing my physical being to to really get that uh, get things up and 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 sounding great. Uh, there are a lot of songs that are challenging, um, and sometimes uh, you can play them better than others. You know, like uh, uh, also we we are so different all the time. We're not the same all the time. We are different all the time. And there are days when, when you'll play something and you'll think, well, it's, it felt a bit slow. And then you'll hear it the next day and it'll be fast as hell. It's because you're, uh, you're feeling that way, you know? And uh, it, so your perception of it is what changes. Your perception of how it is, you know? Like anybody else, you're, uh, you're always trying to do things the right way, you know? Like I'm always trying to play a song at the right tempo um, and um, when I play things too fast I always know it and I go damn I started it too fast because I was too excited or you know it's it's like youthful enthusiasm you've got to be careful with it because it'll let you run around like a chicken with his head cut off and you really you've got to think of it from the listeners point of view so I always try to find a nice balance of, of you know hold myself back a little and play with a real groove and make sure that it sounds good uh, feel the excitement of what i'm doing but be but be almost restrained a little just to to make it nice and relaxed you know so you know when i'm playing a tune where i need the groove to be the most important thing you know if i'm playing the, a song called the man with the green thumb <laughs> In order for me to get detail into this, it, it, there's got to be the groove, right? So you you you, you get the get that going, but then all of all the detail comes with the with the other part. So you. that kind of bubbles away there and then you play the melody over the top as if someone was singing it That's the kind of stuff that you, you, you've got to really work on the detail and then the groove of it and the whole thing, you know. It's, uh, there's a lot more to it than people think, you know. When I play a song like that, I'm, I'm trying to think like a singer and a band and, and I'm, I'm 
I'm trying to get the uh, get the music across and let it bubble along, you know. Now, um, online, uh, uh, Paul and Alex from the band Take Today, they tweeted in earlier today and they ah. said, um, how often do you practice? Um, how, how many hours are you doing a day or do you just do it when you can? Or do you have a routine? No routine, uh, Scott, no. Um, uh, and thank you to those two gentlemen for writing in. Um, I play the guitar as much as I can. I go through periods of intense practice and then I go through periods of where I'm washing dishes and washing baby clothes and doing housework and vacuuming and when I'm home, you know. So <laughs> just like every other husband and father, I'm, I'm doing chores like everybody else. So, you know, today, I, that's the first time I've got to play the guitar today. So, um, uh, but yesterday I played a lot. You know, I played half an hour here, an hour there. And, uh, you know, when I'm on the road, I'm, I'm there to work just on the road. I play much better on the road than I do when I'm home because <laughs> when I'm home, I'm, my mind's with my domestic uh, situation. But um, as far as practice, practice is that it's important to practice playing music. You can practice skills and, uh, and motor skills and all that sort of stuff, but really you've got to practice playing music. You've got to, you've got to do that as well. Every now and again, it's a good idea to record yourself and have a listen, see how you sound, how the balance of everything is. You know, um, if the melody's feeling good against the, the, the backing and vice versa, um, you know, all those kind of things. I work on stuff that I feel I need to work on. Usually my weaknesses I'll, 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 I'll work on. I'll do exercises that, that, that strengthen my, my little finger, my pinky on my left hand. That's where most people's weakness is, and that's become one of my strong points, um, and I've worked on that. I work with a metronome all the time to work on my groove. Um, you know, I, I don't sit around playing modes and scales. I, I just play music and songs, you know. Great stuff. Uh, another question on Twitter. Uh, Jace Meldrum, he yeah. tweeted in and he's asking, um, what would you say to inspire young musicians? Uh, thank you, Jace. Uh, I would say get some good songs to play because the music is what inspires. It's not necessarily the artist, you know. It's, it, it's very rarely actually the artist that really inspires us. It's what the artist plays it's the music that inspires us so i i, I know uh, when i when i first heard uh, chet atkins playing some jerry reed tunes uh those songs drove me crazy and they were so hard to work out very difficult songs to play but because of that they were because they were so interesting i was inspired to work them out and so therein lies the principle the music itself is what inspired me even though Chet Atkins is an inspiring man, um, it was actually what he was playing that inspired me. So, you know, uh, young people need to find what blows their dress up, you know. What, find what really makes your heart leap and, and what, what, what causes you to feel like, I'm going to work this out and I'm not going to quit until I get it, you know. Love so, that. Uh, that's, that's great advice. Um, final question from the net. Um, uh, a bass player called Daniel Brennan um, on Facebook, he's asking... Hello, Daniel. <laughs> he's asking, what advice have you got strictly for session musicians? Um, and, and secondly, what would you look for in a potential um, a session player to, to accompany yourself? Is there any specifically you look for? All right. Well... Um a session player has to have an open mind, an open attitude, and uh, uh, always look for what's right for the song. Never, never, ever looking for a way of trying to stand out in, in the track. 
a, a, a real musician, a real good session player, will always find exactly what's right for the song. So something that, that helps the groove, that helps the feeling of the song. I know from a bass player's point of view, I'm a bass player as well. And what I do whenever I'm working on a track and I'm going to put bass on it, I always do the bass last because the bass controls the world. The bass guitar is one of the most fantastic instrument in the band. You can change the whole track by what you play. And so that's why it's important that from a bass player's perspective that you find the exact right part and you stick to it. And also um, a lot of it has to do with the sound. You know, when you, when you play with a really great bass player that um, can make the track uh, really live, someone like Abraham Laboreal or Nathan East, uh, uh, you'll find the last thing they do is try to show off in the track. That's the last thing. You, you, you'd have to beg them to do something like that, you know what I mean? So, and it's the same for a drummer, you know, a guy like Steve Gadd with all his experience. You have to really ask him to play a fill, otherwise he's not going to play a fill. He's not going to do anything that's going to get in the way of the groove. He's just going to play a groove for you. And that is experience. Great advice and glad that you listed all those players there. They're all fantastic and been fortunate enough to speak to most been fortunate enough to speak to most of them on this podcast, which was a an oh, absolute you're lucky thrill. man. Yes, absolutely. Now one thing we didn't get a chance to talk about this the last time, I didn't even know this actually, that your mum was a lap steel player. That's right. She was the one who got us started playing music. Um uh, I wish I had the photo here uh of my, my mother playing steel. Deal, but she she was interested in Hawaiian music, and it was because of that she needed she needed somebody to go. And because of that, that's what started me playing the the, the guitar. And my mother could already play a, a bit of guitar. See, when during the during the Second World War, my mother was a teenager, and she had a boyfriend up the road. Um, and he gave her her first guitar and showed her how to play chords. And so my mother immediately used this talent to um, go down to the train station where all the soldiers would leave to on the trains to go north to, to uh, uh, join the war effort. So, so my, my mother used to go and sing to all the soldiers as they were leaving on the trains. <laughs> And uh, so uh, she she learned a lot of songs, and then when when she started a family with my father, um, she wanted us all to play music, and we were all interested. I'm one of six children, and we were all interested in music. Um, so I owe my mum a lot. She and she she played pretty well, but um, my elder sister, who took up the the steel uh, and inherited our mum's. Uh, lap steel guitar she was much better she was really adventurous and and uh, she she could fit lap steel into any kind of music it's a great instrument and if anything it's, it's underused I think now um, we've, we've got you to play a, a good bit we'll maybe get yeah. you to, to, to play your guitar again um, Tommy if that's okay one of the songs that I love Sanitarium Shuffle if you can give us a little oh. bit of that how did this come about? <laughs> The Sanitarium Shuffle was written at a at a time where 
uh, I had just been through a, a, a divorce and uh, I was in Germany trying to kind of get my life together and get myself back on track after my world went upside down. And um, my friends were, that I was staying with in Germany said, you know, you're welcome to stay as long as you like here in the sanitarium. <laughs> where you know where crazy people go so i wrote this tune uh, i wanted it to be like a, a, almost like a, a big band song you know because the, the the chorus part of it that, that's like a horn section Tommy, before we let you get away, we have to ask you to play one of my favourites, Travelling Clothes. Love that one. Ah, okay. Thank you. All right. Uh, let's have a look here. Travelling Clothes is uh, Capo third fret, normal tuning. There you go.
<laughs> I thought everybody that's listening, I'm sure they're absolutely sold on the idea of coming to see Tommy Emmanuel on the UK tour this coming January. Um, all the dates are Thank online you. at TommyEmmanuel.com. Tommy, it's been an absolute pleasure speaking to you once again. Um, Thank you, Scotty. For the second time, we'll definitely get you on. There will be a part three and a part four and a part five. No question about that. But we will see you in Glasgow. <laughs> <laughs> all right, mate. Thanks very much. Cheers. <laughs>